Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. It's Thursday, 22nd of July, and today another one of our very special Hashtag Thinking Forward episodes with James Allen talking to Susie Wolf. They cover off subjects like the maturation of Formula E and where it goes now it's no longer a startup series, and also how things like W Series are giving women in motorsport a platform to compete, but how much more work there is to be done. Enjoy the show today. Well, former DTM and Williams F1 driver, now Formula E team principal Susie Wolfe is one of the most prominent women in motorsport and has devoted a lot of energy into driving more female participation in the sport, among other things, creating Dare to be Different, which has now merged with the FIA Girls on Track programme. Susie will be coming home to the UK this week for the London E-Prix. I'm delighted that she joins us now. Susie, welcome to Hashtag Thinking Forward. To start with, the London E-Prix this weekend you have a driver in contention for the world championship how are you feeling about your third season as a team boss well i actually never attended a formula e race in london so this is my first um london race which i'm very much looking forward to and yes i have a driver in contention along with i think another 12 drivers who are still in contention and that's a huge challenge of formula e it's it's got variables in there which make consistency Uh, quite a challenge. We had a difficult weekend in New York, so we need to try and bounce back. And obviously, only four races left now until the end of the season and everything to play for. So very much looking forward to not having to travel very far and have a race right in the the centre of London. It's been a a few years since London had a a Formula E race, as you say. I I wonder how has the fan base in the UK developed and, and what kind of show are you expecting at the XL? 
Well, I think a very important part of Formula E is the entertainment factor. And that's something that we are, are very conscious of. We want to provide exciting racing. And I think a great example of that was the Monaco um, E-Prix. The fact that we moved on to the Grand Prix track, we had many overtaking moves, uh, the, the lead changed on the last lap. And that was a great race. And that's obviously what we want to try and produce in, in London again this weekend. I think there are a couple of, um, you know, areas that Formula E with the attack mode, when races start to get boring, of course, then the attack mode tends to um, make it exciting again in terms of strategy and always having cars moving backwards and forwards. Um, there are other parts like the fan boost, which I think we probably could lose. But all in all, I think we've seen that it's it's been a very exciting season with so many different winners. And, and the fact that there's so many drivers and teams still in with a shot of winning the championship just shows you that it's it's still very variable. You could argue it's slightly too variable. doesn't go enough on sporting equity, but that's something we're looking into. Um, Formula E is obviously concluding season seven now. The calendar's recently come out for season eight. Looks very exciting, new venues, etc. But it's no longer in its infancy as a series. It feels like it's, it's more of a teenager almost, if you want to use that analogy. I wonder how you feel it, it's dealt with the growing pains uh, of its development and how do you think the series is set for, for its next stage? First and foremost, obviously, the pandemic has been a huge challenge for everyone um, because we race in city centre, so it wasn't like Formula One where we could just create a bubble and still carry on with our, our normal calendar. And I do think that Formula E management did, a, did the best job they could in, in coping in those circumstances. But it for sure dealt as a blow as a championship because, like you rightly said, we're no longer that young startup with all the buzz around us. We're coming into uh, a, the change now where we need to really uh, have a solid foundation and have a short, mid and long term plan of how to grow the sport. There's many positives I think the sport has. I do think there's very good people involved in the management who know that there's certain areas which need to change to create a better show and to make sure that for the long term um, we're, in, we're in a better situation. The big uh, obvious, obvious change that's coming is the Gen 3 era, which will be introduced um, end of next season and that will carry us on for the next four seasons of Formula E. There's obviously a lot of discussions as to how to make sure the format is the best with supercharging and changing maybe the qualifying format to allow a bit more sporting equity. But to go back to your original question, I think we're on a very good path. I think there's the right people involved to make sure it grows in the right way. But there's certainly some very important decisions to take in the next six to eight months to make sure that uh, the sport goes in the right way in the midterm. Now, broadening the discussion out a little bit, obviously you're one of the, the pioneers in terms of driving more female participation in the sport. A lot has been achieved uh, in recent years, but I wonder how satisfied are you with the pace of progress? It, it, it's, it seems to me, and from something you said to me a, a few weeks ago, it's almost now as if you're in the point where there are more good opportunities starting to open up than there are female drivers and participants to fill them. We've been massively helped by the fact that diversity is such a big topic in the wider world, not just in motorsport. And people are, expect to see diverse environments now. And it's not good enough if it's not diverse. When I started Dare to be Different, which is now together with Girls on Track, it was slightly different in that diversity wasn't such a big topic as it is now. Now I think you simply cannot get away from the fact that people expect to see that diversity. The problem is that it's, it's fine to talk about it. It's fine for there to be momentum, but it comes down to the actions that we all take to actually make a difference. And 
And I did mention before, for me now, there's so many great programs in place. There's so much support that we have out there. There's so much momentum um, behind us that we are seeing so much great opportunities. And I am a little bit the situation where there's simply not enough female talent uh, to fill the opportunities. So we're very focused uh, within the Girls on Track initiative of, of getting into the grassroots, making sure that we're opening the sport up. Accessibility is a big topic um, to make sure that the sport is seen as more accessible. And then taking those very bright and talented women who are successful in the sport now and creating more role models out of them because it's much more than just finding the next female talent on the track. It's about making sure that the whole ecosystem of motorsport is more diverse. You mentioned that FIA Girls on Track programme. It's a, it's a great programme. It's basically scouring the world for, for female driving talent aged 12 to 16. And, and the winner uh, last year, Maya Wug, has become a Ferrari Driver Academy member, the first female member of the academy and Ferrari's first female driver in Formula 4. She's racing now against Sebastian Montoya, Juan Pablo's son, you know. So, uh, but also I wonder what does it say about the progress of the women in motorsport sort of movement, if you like, that it attracts partners now like Ferrari and you see Richard Mille, for example, as well, being very supportive. It goes back to that or- original topic that you just can't shy away from diversity now. It's an expectation of people uh, to see diverse um, environments and, and particularly motorsport, which is seen as such a, a male-dominated environment. And the Girls on Track, the the initiative you spoke about is the Rising Stars side, which does look for the on-track talent. And that's such a fantastic opportunity. And that's one that I would have loved to have seen uh, when I was racing as a young girl. So I think we're making big strides forward. And, and like you rightly said, the fact that it's such a big topic uh, for companies globally, I think that shows um, that progress has to be made. I still think there's more that can be done. Um, obviously, seeing people like Lewis now coming out with the Hamilton Commission, where he's obviously trying to be quite vocal and changing the sport for the better. This is all helping and just raising awareness, but we've got to make sure that there's action um, that actually makes sure that change is there for the mid to long term. Well, you mentioned Lewis and and the um, the findings of his Hamilton Commission into diversity in motorsport. But I wonder as well, if you, if you take it in the round together with all the work that you've been doing and, and others like you, uh, it seems there's now a real kind of gathering momentum around motorsport demonstrating a real sense of purpose in wider society, which is, which is great to see. And obviously your, your, your point is that everybody has to show that now corporate companies and sponsors are all demanding it. But if you think about how much ground has been made up, even in the last 12 months, it is really quite remarkable, isn't it? The ground that's been made up is, is absolutely remarkable. And like I said, there's so much momentum, but it's just making sure that we have all these findings. We know what the numbers are. So we know the numbers are very small, but it's making sure that there's action taken now so that in five years time, we can see that progress has been made. And certainly for me in the five years that Dare to be Different and Our Girls on Track has been um, in progress, we see that there's been a difference. And it's just making sure that with all of this positivity around wanting change, that we make sure there's actions put into place now that actually create the change, whether that be through scholarships or wider scouting um, and opening up the, the net of who we attract to Formula One to make sure that people from different backgrounds. I think that's hugely important. So the ground groundwork has been done and now it's just a case of making sure that we take all the actions needed to actually see the change and that's on the FIA that's on the race series themselves it's on the teams it's on the sponsors as well I guess and you've taken obviously action I mean your Venturi Formula E team I think I'm right in saying around about a third 
of the staff are now female. Is that correct? And is that a case of actions speaking louder than words? Obviously, it's easier for me because I recognise what women can bring to the table. And I certainly, even now being a working mother, I don't shy away from from hiring working mothers because I think we're the most efficient people and multitasking people because we simply have to be. So, of course, through my, you could even call it positive discrimination, I've ended up with a diverse team, but that still has to be a performing team. And that's one angle where I'm uh, kind of quite disciplined. I'm standing full for diversity, but it's also got to be um, a diversity that's successful. So as much as it was very important for me to make sure I had great women on the team, I also need to prove that, we've, that, it, that it's successful because in the end, I'm responsible for the performance of the team. And I hope with the performances we've shown this year in Formula E that, that we've shown that actually um, it works. And in the end, it's about just casting the net wider and, and making the opportunities for the women out there because there is talent. Um, and it's just making sure that that talent is given the opportunity. Now, obviously, one of the, the big USPs of our sport is that women can race equally in the same category against men as, as you did yourself so, so successfully. Now, when it started out, W Series had kind of mixed reviews because it wasn't that. It was, it was women you know, racing in a women-only series. But I do wonder that as things have evolved now and um, the series has been getting a lot of publicity, it's opened the door for a lot of women races, is the, is the, is the, is the perception of that series changing or is it still a sort of viewed as something that's not quite what the, the women in motorsport movement is really all about? Well, touching on my career, I wish I'd been a lot more successful than I actually was, but I'm still obviously able to look back and be proud of, of what I achieved and thankful for all the, uh, the great opportunities I had. The sport isn't segregated, so it's obviously challenging to take one aspect, one level of the sport and segregate. Um, but I see the positives from, from W Series and I know there's been negativity around it and I've obviously had my opinion. But my opinion is that it creates opportunity and that there's 20 girls out there being given the chance to race, which is something very positive in helping their career momentum, we've just got to be conscious of what happens next because the sport isn't segregated. So if you want to become a professional racing driver, you want to go on to have a career in motorsport, you need to be good enough to race against men and women unless the sport becomes segregated. And that's a, a different topic of discussion. So I do see the big positives. I just think we've got to look what comes next to make sure in the mid to long term that all these girls that are given the chance and the opportunity to actually race go on to be able to participate in the sport um, after they've done W Series. And finally, Susie, what about your own plans and ambitions? If we're thinking forward here for, for Susie Wolf, you're, you're obviously quite experienced now as a, a team principal. Is this your path for the foreseeable future or do you see yourself going into other series, maybe even Formula One one day or, or other branches of the sport or even into its it's overall management. I think one wolf in Formula One is enough. <laughs> and otherwise, think, it would be a pack. <laughs> otherwise, it would be a pack. And I think the family logistics needed to get two of us working in Formula One is something I do not even want to consider. So, no, I don't see myself going in that path. For me, it's unfinished business right now. I have two races left um, in, in Formula E before we come to the end of the season. It will then have been my third season in Formula E, unfortunately, a bit interrupted because of COVID. But... I can, I can see uh, that it's been a, a wonderful journey. I've certainly learned an incredible amount um, because when I joined Venturi, it was in a, in a completely different situation than it is now. I think there's exciting things ahead uh, for the team. We obviously have a new American owner who is very ambitious for the future. So very exciting times ahead. My own personal journey, 
I'm someone that always likes to evolve. I like to push myself and challenge myself uh, to keep growing. So once the season's over, I can I can take stock and hopefully be proud of what we've, we've achieved as a team and then look at what comes in the future. Okay, well, wish you the very best of luck in the London Epre and, and in the future beyond that. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Thank you very much. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.